Hi, and welcome to the UNAS Midwatch Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast and would really like to help us out, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. It really does help us grow our audience. If you are on Facebook or Instagram, head on over and subscribe and follow us so you never miss an episode. We also have a Patreon available, so you can help us keep this podcast going. Just look us up and become part of the UNAS today. Now sit back and enjoy the show. So anyways, yeah, this guy, um, I don't know why, but apparently when he showers, he puts mayonnaise in his hair. <laughs> what? Yeah, like he like lathers himself in mayonnaise. And I think he said something about like it helps What kind his... of mayonnaise though? Like Hellman's, Duke's, have you guys had Duke's mayonnaise? I don't like mayonnaise. No, oh, this shit's amazing. Wait, is Duke's the one that has like sriracha in it or something? No, it's Duke's is just mayonnaise, but it just tastes better. And it's more of a southern mayonnaise. Ah, so it's creamier. Mm-hmm. But anyways, That's yeah. That's actually this... a thing, southern mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just either mayonnaise or Miracle Whip. Well, it's just Get like a, a lot of like uh, no. Mexican places you'll go to, if they put mayonnaise on, they have it mixed in with some type of like cayenne pepper or like sriracha or something like that to put some spice into it. What would you put mayonnaise on in a Mexican restaurant? I've never heard of that. You'd be surprised. Now, I don't know, because I don't Mayonnaise is pretty, mayonnaise, pretty universal. Yeah, mayonnaise goes into yeah, a lot I mean, more things than... At a Mexican does. restaurant, yeah. though, you have sour cream. Mm-hmm. Not mayonnaise. mayonnaise and stuff. Yeah. Oh, what the... But anyways... It's yeah, probably this, used for the cooking part and not, like, an additive. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, he uh, puts mayonnaise in his hair and showers like that instead of using shampoo. And he was basically living with the chick for, like, a month and, like, kind of staying in a hotel, kind of staying with her... And she was, like, super poor, and, like, he would get all pissy, like, if anybody asked him about money or anything like that, and he was like... So is um, he not even rich? No, he's not rich. He's, like, you know, American well-off, obviously, going to a place like the Philippines or something like that. Like, the exchange is higher, right? But, like, he wasn't, like, super rich or anything like that. And then he didn't look anything like what he said that he looked like, and he said... He told her that he wanted kids so that he could sleep with her because that was a deal breaker for them. Is that how that gets done? And then that was like the the final straw that broke the camel's back for her was when he said that he didn't want kids. And she was like, you've been lying to me for 80-something days or whatever stupidity the 90-day fiancé thing is. But, yeah, she was upset and was like, I can't, you know, deal with you and you lie about everything and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, that picture that he was talking about is from the moment when they're talking and he's, like, getting all emotional and trying not to, like, blow up. And it's kind of funny. Hmm. I mean, first off, this grimace-looking dude, if he was wearing a purple shirt, I want to say that I'm surprised that she stuck it out to day 80-whatever. Because if he was lying about all that, you'd think they'd step off the plane or out of the cab. She'd see him. Oh, my gosh, you catfished me. And then that's it. Honestly, Maybe she doesn't know what a catfish is. Well, honestly, I think it probably did have something to do with money. 
trying to get out of a poor funny. area and whatnot. Like he was literally at like her house, and it was like third world country status. Like they didn't so have mail order ish except pickup only. That's kind of <laughs> like what it came across. Carry out as. mail bride. So the the funniest it's part awful. about it to me was the fact that she is like, no, I'm calling this off. It's like, bro, you're that fucking unattractive and that dislikable of a person that she's like I just want to get back to the states but I'm not going to fucking do it through you <laughs> see so hey, the mayonnaise said it thing <laughs> yeah. would do anything for love but that the mayonnaise thing I've heard I about mayonnaise being anything for a green card <laughs> <laughs> except you but I won't do you like what does that do to your psyche like, That's what I mean. Like, and that, like that he was guy's so psyche. like, I can't believe that she won't love me. It's like, dude, she wasn't gonna love you anyways. Man. Mm. Anyways, sorry. Uh, mayonnaise. I've heard about it being a hair treatment, like restoring oils and stuff in women's hair, but not as a shampoo. Like yeah, also dude, using. I've never heard mayonnaise. Or I've just heard eggs. coconut oil. Yeah, no, they they like got pretty a, much anything with oil, I guess, because I know eggs mm, is one thing. Oh, yeah. They got a video of him in the shower, like, from, like, the chest up. And this fucker just looks like a boulder. Like, not a strong boulder. Like, just a boulder. And he's, like, lathering his entire body with <laughs> It's like one of those things in the yard where you think it's a rock. You pick it up, and then it's just really hard, compacted sand. Just, or shit. Just crumbles. Mm. Yeah. But it, it, like, there was a, a moment when he, like, looks at the camera, and he is, like, lathered in mayonnaise. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Big Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. That was his name. Hmm. Yeah. And he was five foot? Was it fat? Yeah. Hmm. I never watched the show. I haven't I'm kind actually... of intrigued now. Like, I want to go at least check out an episode or so. I've seen the memes, but I've never seen the show, so I had, like, no idea where they were coming from. I didn't know what it was in reference to. Like, I thought I was just getting old and outdated memes. It's so weird they call him Big Ed. When he's that small, he—I mean—he's fat. Don't get me wrong, but oh, did I tell you guys uh, that my wife almost lost her arm at work? Uh, what? No. A couple weeks ago, they had a class Charlie fire uh, because uh, one of the electrical panels where the wiring was on the inside caught fire because she secured the power, and then you know, good Unassian would be trained immediately. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Like jumped right on it. I was joking with her. I was like, "You without the procedure in hand." No, of course not. There's no, like, CSOS or EOS in the not, presence. <laughs> not in the civilian. There's no T-shirt OS. Yeah. T-shirt OS. But anyway, so they've got this big, it's like a 10-stage press, basically. I know what you're talking um, about, yeah. And she was running some samples, and when she went to um, have the T-shirt go under the heater to, like, solidify the colors and stuff, the T-shirt caught fire, right? Um so she jumped to like oh shit let me put out the fire and when she reached in the equipment was on auto and yanked her arm underneath one of the uh, uh, next stages for the press Mm -hmm. and like completely like pulled her in and she was like sitting there with one arm like trying to slap out this fire and like loosen her other arm and try to get it done it's a trooper not remembering to hit the emergency stop that's when it clicked in her brain and went, oh, that was probably dumb. Hit the emergency stop and and then afterwards figure out how to get her arm out. And she, like, basically wrenched it out. Um, but she stopped the fire from uh, 
spreading to um, any of the other equipment or anything like that. So nothing actually really got messed up outside of a little bit in that specific spot. And uh, her whole arm, like shoulder down to her wrist, is like black and blue and just fucking rough. Like she didn't seriously get hurt. She just like she get time off. Yeah, she's off right now. I mean, like paid time off because mm-hmm. she like saved that business. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, they gave her a couple days paid. She's still right now. That's good. She's gonna see how she feels at the end of the weekend, and if she's ready to go back to work, she's gonna go back to work. If that. so, there's a t-shirt fire and an electrical panel fire. Like two, two, fires, two separate times, but she's only been working there for a couple of weeks. So a fire a week, Basically, literally. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. She's averaging threatening situation. Yeah. <laughs> These were not weeks. anything that she did. This was equipment stuff. No, but still. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. Now I told her I was like, I'd be you fine have to get another job. You have made yourself right. so valuable to this company. Yeah, I would definitely quit. I mean, she likes the job, and it's just a case of. I know that it sounds bad, obviously, with what happened, but uh, they're still learning some of the stuff on how things need to be set up properly and, like, how certain machines run and whatnot. Like, it's not like they have technical manuals like we have that break everything So, like, during the interview, the boss is like, hey, listen, you know, if you're afraid of getting all burned up and whatnot... This job may not be for you, but if you're okay with a little <laughs> bit of scarring, you like some pain, and a little growing, SM, a little slap and tickle, you're gonna fit right in. <laughs> this will be good for you. It pays pretty well. I mean, pays one thing, but pay is not everything. Oh yeah, and for if sure. My safety has been put in harm's way in the last, say, two weeks, and two things have happened. I'm gonna go on a limb and say this place is probably a dangerous place to work. Yeah, hopefully she didn't cheat death, and this is some final right. destination. However, she also has admitted freely that the reason her arm got grabbed the way it did is because she forgot to hit the emergency stop. If she would have hit the emergency stop, it would have been as simple as, all right, grab the fire extinguisher, put it out, everything's cool. But either way, you know. But when you think about emergency stop, though, and forgetting, that's really not her fault because in that moment of emergent thinking, you, she like you said, is fight, flight, or freeze yeah. situation. Nope. Growing up in... She flailed. An area where plant working is really big because growing up in Michigan, all the car plants and all that, a lot of people will lose fingers and toes and arms and everything and still continue to go to the job just because they don't know any better or they don't think they can get anything. One of my uncles worked at one of the plants, actually a couple of different plants before they all shut down up there. He had one finger on one hand and two fingers on the other. Just kept working there. Dang. Eight fingers ago, I would have said, this is too much. My phalanges are way more important than a paycheck. That's fair. But yeah, he just continued to work there, worked there for 35 years. Oh, maybe now. Only to get a watch for retirement. Or Ripley's, believe it or not. Which was actually easier for him to put on because he had. I mean, does does he have a thumb to prevent it from slipping off? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the dad in me. That if I rolled up on my daughter's place and like came to her and I saw her like arm all fucking bruised up, and then she tells me these stories, I'm like, you need to quit. Because, okay, one incident, freak accident, got it. Two, that soon, probably borderline safety. Three, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if a third thing happens. Yeah, if a third thing happens. But you're also sure. talking about a daughter that you are have Overwatch on. 
you know, and young, innocent, naive mentality. But I would also know she's like dumb and or he's dumb. And I'm like, (laughs) you're not smart enough to work at a place like this. Mm. You don't watch yourself enough. Yeah, but with her, like she's, you know, grown ass woman, adult can make True. that decision and but knows they that's a as a dad I'd still be like, Hey hazard. Why don't you look for another job if I need to? I'll support you for a good couple weeks. So she has assessed the risk, right? Mm-hmm. And she's gonna go back. Mm-hmm. What's the look rack over on this place? yeah, look over What's the, the mitigation? risk assessment code. <laughs> <laughs> I saw where you were going with that. So yeah, the rat code of three, I mean with mitigations, it comes down to a three, but we're at a four right now. And then next time I print, we're just going to do a quick safety brief and everything will be fine after yeah. that because we briefed it. Yeah, I think for me, it'd be one thing if it was a like a blatant safety violation, like this business isn't doing stuff in accordance yeah. with type thing. And it's different when it's like, a, oh, shit, like either that was partially your fault or it was just a freak thing that popped up. I agree. Like, I'm not saying she should quit like right now. I've worked plenty of manual labor jobs and in manual labor where there's machines and human interaction tends to be dangerous, Mm. just like inherently. I've seen hammers get dropped on people's heads from three stories up. So where's Leon? How would that 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 would hurt? He had something to do. I don't know. I haven't seen him in days, actually. Speaking of, how do you guys like living in the shop? I mean, it's nice. Could be better, but, you know. Feel free to leave. <laughs> it could be better. I think it's nice. It's actually cold. There's AC. Well, we got to keep like, all the computer stuff cold. Right, but usually where we're hanging out, I'd be sweating through my shirt and my blouse the whole time. The only complaint that I actually have is I wish that the ventilation in here was a little better. Because when Leon has his destructive days, mm. that definitely stays in the shop. This is what it is. I'd complain, but... J-Lo, you want a fan sure. blowout, not his blowout. Yeah, J-Lo <laughs> loves it, you know, every time he comes down to take care of the toilet, but... I like it. We used to have this thing over in the corner before I fixed the air conditioning. It was something we used, but we didn't really use all that often up in combat. You can actually turn off the processors so it doesn't boot up, but if you turn on the rest of the cabinet, it actually heats up the entire space. This cabinet is so hot that it makes the room... 10 degrees warmer. That sounds terrible. I like the fact that you're using expensive equipment, federal yeah. <laughs> weapon system equipment to like, oh, it's okay if a circuit card fries. At least I'm warm. Well, that's the beautiful thing about it is you don't boot up the processors or turn them on. Like all the heat is generated from the power supply. You're like, oh, there's a You just got a couple so fins on more it. technical than he was ready for. <laughs> crazy how cold it would get and especially in the winter time me and leon would just turn this on it raises the temperature in here about 10 degrees which makes it extremely comfortable you know what i think is weird is like when it is summertime but you're inside in the dark under blue lights five hours later in your cold you know like in your normal nighttime bedroom settings whatever but then you forget that it's two o'clock in the afternoon until you step outside and it's bright and your eyes hurt and it's hot as fuck. Got your jacket pulled up to your neck trying to just insulate yourself and then you step outside and hiss. I would do that on purpose. Just walk around, just walk outside with a jacket on. Especially when we were underway. And people be out there like sweating, standing on the side of the ship, painting, coveralls, half mast, dying in this heat. I'd walk out with a jacket and just be like, oh my god, it's so warm out here. <laughs> oh. 
Just gotta sit out here for a few minutes before I go back in. I can't sit out here too long, though. I don't want to get sweaty. <laughs> right, then it'll be cold. That's what makes you cold. Yes, that'll dry. make me more cold, you know. You guys wouldn't understand that struggle, though. <laughs> Love that part. So what else is up? You guys been doing anything? That's good. Nice uh -huh. to hear. I'm sorry, I, I spaced out for a second. Um, nice. Have you guys been doing anything this last week? Besides helping you put in the code? Well, I mean, it's not really helping. It's your job now. Yeah. Yeah, I I need to go get some caffeine. You guys want something? Uh, yeah. Sure. I could always want? use some pick-me-up. We you want coffee? Good talk. Oh, uh, you're talking to me? Sorry. Talking I zoned out. I guess I need caffeine, too. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. Okay. Black coffee? Yeah, or that's cream fine. And sugar. <sighs> yeah, cream Just and bring sugar. me all the creams and the sugars. I'll mix it myself. Okay. Yeah, it's Just always good. bring a lot of it. I don't need that okay, much, Ron but... Swanson. Yeah. I'll be back. Hey guys, I'm back. Sweet, thanks. You sexy deviants, you. <laughs> deviants. Yeah. Here's Why your coffee. Is that so funny. Uh, have you not heard? Heard what? That you're a terrible person. Yeah, and a you deviant. are a pervert. You said sexual. Deviant. You said sexy deviant, like a sexual deviant, like a fetish. No, I, he not called exactly. you a sexy deviant, but not a sexual deviant. But you are, as enlisted, technically. According to this O3 in the UNAS over in Japan, a uh, deviant, because you're enlisted. And a molester. Oh, yeah, and a and molester. A what? And a drunk. What are you talking about? So this O3 is a non minor captain in Japan. Yep. Mm. You know how we just started up that new base in Japan? Well, the old base, and we took it over? Yeah, they basically just like took down the Navy sign and put up a UNAS sign. It's the exact same over there now. Yeah. Okay. It's so like what does that same, have to do with all these this name calling? So long story short, or I guess in your case, short story long, um, this O3 has to live in enlisted housing right? because of okay. like crowding or something like that. Yeah, I've actually well, yeah, lived when, on this so base. So we combine the bases. That's expected. Yeah, I live on. Truth. Or I used to live on this base, so I know exactly the area is talking about. Okay. The townhouses on base are super, super limited. And if there's no townhouses available, they put them into the enlisted apartments until a townhouse opens up, right? Okay. This guy wrote a letter to the director of base housing stating why Bitch. he should not live in enlisted housing. And this guy's like a uh, medical officer at the hospital, right? Isn't it the same way down in Florida, though? Like, if there's housing available, good for you. If not, we can put you up here or go out in town. Like, well, that's standard across the UNAS, right? That's the difference about living in Japan, though, is that they don't really let you move out in town. Like, okay. you, it, you used to be able to live out in town super easy, but because of how expensive it is, they try to make you live on base. Um, but either way, we consolidated to one service, and mm -hmm. everyone migrated to the same base. Yeah, and basically, um, they have, like, these apartment buildings, 
And if you can't have a townhouse yet, they move you into this apartment building until they're ready, right? Okay. And he wrote this letter to the director of base housing and was like, the most stereotypical, pretentious officer thing that you could imagine would be in this letter is in this letter. Everything, literally. Like, yeah, but I, we joke me, about me being pretentious and all that, but this is awful. Well, like, we say deviant because it's said like 27 times in this letter. DJ from Upcountry. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it like awful. a it's like a solid like two page letter. So he's actually like thinking this about. Oh, like, like he has to. He's swarmed by deviants. Like he's mm-hmm. just yeah. subjected to Drunks. skid row. Like uh, he, he can't even yeah. walk outside exactly. because like he can't walk through the apartment building with his young and attractive family, his own words, because of all of these enlisted deviants that might take advantage of how attractive his family is. Take advantage of yes. them. Yeah. Yes. Like, children. and they're all perverts and rapists and, and gang members and gang members and, and, and drug, drug addicts, users, drug users, drug addicts. So um, literally, he's describing Skid Row, mm-hmm. and he's saying that we're all a bunch of criminals. Pretty much, we're yeah. enlisted. Mm-hmm. What? And how he it this is dude has to be. A it is detrimental to Rossi. his family, mm. his wife, and his children. Because they are not being brought up and socialized around other officers' wives and children, because those are good people, and they are held to a higher standard than the deviant enlisteds are. What? Wait, isn't it the officer who's the boss of the enlisted, the ones like setting those standards, so to speak? Like threatened to blackmail without threatening to blackmail? Because he was like, my integrity as a UNAS officer will not allow me to see something and not say something to the proper people and make sure that people are held accountable to the Uniform Code of Military Justice and blah, 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 blah. Okay. It was like the most pretentious, douchey, like, if I see anything, anything, I'm going to report it and I'm going to make sure that person goes to mass. Yeah. I wonder, this guy has to be former Air Force because I know that their housing situation differs that they get paid extra if they're subjected to substandard living conditions. So I wonder if he just came to UNAS with that mentality already. Be, I haven't personally verified this, but I've seen people talking about it, is that this guy used to be enlisted Ugh. in the Air Force. Seriously. That's so what? Yeah. aggravating. And the dude got his degree, went to medical school, got out of the Air Force, okay. and then came back in as an officer to be a medical officer. So he's throwing shade on himself. He got out of that life. He's a true rags to riches. Yeah, the, it, basically <laughs> what it is is that he was a deviant for many, many moons. And then the he got out and went to college. And his piece of paper makes him superior and less of a deviant. So my question is this. If I take away that piece of paper. Well, it's cardstock, so yeah. yeah. If I take away that, that piece is. of paper, do you turn back into a deviant? Is that like how no, werewolves work? because it's cardstock. Right. That's fair. With Old English font on it. Mm-hmm. So once you have that. I mean, oldie is delicious. It is hilarious <laughs> to read. Like, it is the most. Like, if you were to write a letter for something fake, right? Like a, a movie or a podcast or something, acting like something other than yourself, right? And you were acting okay. like an officer. This is probably the letter that you would write to sound as douchey and pretentious as humanly possible, but it actually happened. Yeah. 
where did you guys publish it was that? all online yeah like, it's been memed people have commented about it it's been passed around the entire internet social media engaged yeah i mean mm-hmm. check my book of face I, i've got a video on there for it um, is it the angry core guy yeah. yeah i fucking love that guy yeah they're trying to say that it was actually his wife that wrote the letter and that english isn't her first language so a lot of the translations didn't quite come through the way they were supposed to. So she wrote deviant, but she meant fuckface. And racist. <laughs> and like, and so my question, if you're calling in the attention of your attractive family, that that's means so me, gross. Please. Well, and that's where they're trying to say well, that the wife's you, first language not being English, like that was a, a mistranslation, like... There isn't really. It's like when somebody's like, there's not really a word in the English language for what I'm trying to say to you right now. (laughs) You know? I mean, I don't want to get off on whatever it was. It wasn't good. However, you try to write it, like, there's a. But he signed it. Obviously, difference between like a 17, a 10, and a 4 year old. But you can look at a kid and be like, oh, that's a cute kid. But you don't say that's an attractive kid because then Agreed. it's super creepy. That is. Now, he signed the letter. Yeah. He so it. either A, he signed it and was an idiot and didn't read the letter. Or he's an idiot. Officer. Okay. wrote it. I mean, he I wrote have it. signed plenty of UNAS documents without reading it. Or the wife forged his signature. Now, if the wife forged the signature, that is punishable by law. Forging a UNAS officer's, a commissioned UNAS officer's signature on a document, right? What if it was a manuscript, that first rough draft of a character she was making? Oh my God. Could be a good defense. Not a good defense. (laughs) I like lost my train of thought for a second because I imagined someone standing in front of a judge and be like, no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. Sorry, that was a playbill that you were reading. I was writing a script. And that was the document for my commentary. That that was my character development. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to establish my character. Imagine that you, right? You. Your wife does this and sends out a letter. Yes. And you had no fucking clue this thing went out. How pissed would you be? Her own piece of paper, only this time it says plaintiff and defendant. Right. Uh-huh. Like, that's like me, like, writing up something and signing it as you, and then, like, putting it out on the internet. Yeah. yeah. But you're like, I didn't do that. What, what are you talking about? Like, that is even funnier to me, that he had no clue. And he went into work the next day, and everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, why is everyone treating me weird? So has that been determined yet? Like, did he or did she? The official last thing that I saw for it was that they were saying that she wrote the letter and he signed it. No, well... Without reading now, or I amplification heard through the grapevine know. that he went up and got charged with um, the UNAS Code of Military Justice Articles 92, 133, and 134. All those are still the same, right? It's a 92. Being yeah, they just changed the name. So you said that he was a doctor? PhD. Oh, that type of doctor. I thought you meant like That's a why medical doctor. That he was doing this. I don't believe he. That sounds like a doctor with a PA or a, yeah. a officer with a PhD would. Yes. Talk. So what kind of officer was he? Because if he's on Japan, he's got to be some support staff, right? Yeah. He, he worked at the hospital. I don't know exactly what. Wait. There's a UNAS hospital over there. Mm-hmm. Right. So was he a doctor? Like I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Doctor. Doctor. So a doctor. PhD. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. I concur. Doctor. So he's. So that even brings in this whole another level of things. So he's in charge of the 
the care and health mm-hmm. of the deviants that he disrespects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, this is mind-blowing. How yeah. did I not know about this? How many officers we know that the moment you bring this up to them, it's like just a facepalm moment. They're like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I said it's it like the, of the biggest black their temples. eye. Like, yeah. why couldn't they just go up in the air and make a big old twig and berries chemtrail? Oh, the penis one. Yeah, yeah the sure. airplane. Um, I wonder how many I officers the were like, part, oh, God, though. why did he expose the truth? <laughs> <laughs> he said what we're all thinking, damn it. It's only supposed to be talked about and whispered in the wardrobe. Yeah, during the initiation. No, I, I don't believe that at TV all. Blood. I think there's plenty of good officers out there that probably are looking at this guy the same way we are right now. I'm glad that he got out because, I mean, you know how the internet is. The culture of passing on information so fast. Good, bad, indifferent, truth or not, we have that habit of sharing, hitting that share button, and passing it on super fast. And even if we find out we were wrong, we don't redact any of our statements. Or it's in small print on the back page. Oh, sorry. You know whose opinion on this I would really like to know? What was the dude's name who took all of our pictures, who was actually super chill? Oh, James? Yeah. yeah. Like, I bet we could talk to him about that. And he's like, oh, sweet Jesus. Well, 100%. So, but let but, me finish this real quick. I'm glad that he got kicked out or is getting kicked out or hopefully he gets kicked out, whatever it is. Like I said, as fast as we pass on information, do you really think that he could have anybody take him seriously if they worked for him ever again? Oh, no. And that's part of it for me. If he truly didn't know... That's even That's worse. a divorce waiting to happen. Like, yeah. you walk home and you're like, here's the fucking divorce papers. What do you mean? I'm getting kicked out because of your dumbass. Yeah. Like, because you were unsatisfied living in this house. And the worst part is, is I saw it a lot when I lived there. A lot of the officer spouses were like that. They're like, well, I just don't understand why I have to live in the apartments with the enlisted. I'm an officer's wife. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be able to live out in the You houses. respect my rank and salute me coming through the gate. Yeah. Here's another thing, too. If he's talking about, like, the officers held to a higher standard, like, just the irony behind it of the standard that's being set and making an example out of him to uphold the good order and discipline. Mm -hmm. I like to imagine that he clicked the button to send that or dropped it off in the mailbox or whatever. Say it was and like, that was a written letter. Yeah, and he like snickered to himself and was like, oh, like a handwritten. This is a handwritten letter. This yeah. wasn't typed. Oh my god, this gets better this and better. Old school handwritten letter and signed officer signed, blah 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 yeah, PhD. Everything. Block letters are cursive. Cursive. Yep. So it could be a wife. I like to imagine that he did this and just like walked away snickering and chuckling like <laughs> I told them. And then like for a split second, he had a moment that was like, what if this comes back to bite me? No, no. it's the deviance problem. I'm not. I'm the solution. <laughs> I didn't I didn't electronically send this, so it should be fine. Yeah. And I think that's a mentality nowadays. Like, sending a letter. Like, there's no such thing as scanners, but... Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know, uh, like, get down to the bottom of this mystery. It was, was it him? Was it her? What's next? I actually kind of want to meet the guy. Like, tune in next week's. Maybe like times. show up, not say that Maybe I'm in the UNAS also, times. and just start talking to them. They're like, hey, what's up? How are you? Nice to meet you. Oh, you're a doctor? That is so cool. I'm a sexual deviant. <laughs> right. DGENs from upcountry. All listed. And then knowing his wife is attractive, just be like, so, what's she into? <laughs> well, attractive to him. We don't know. if she, I've never seen her. That's not also true. true. She could be very attractive to him. 
and I don't even know what this dude looks like. So, well, I mean, the whole family is attractive, so I'm assuming he. Well, is. that's what I'm saying. In his eyes, his whole family is bangable to everybody else. I don't hmm. know. It's a weird kind of a story to follow. Yeah, like but the descriptors there are. Yeah, you really should find the letter online and read it because it's it'll make your blood boil a little bit. Especially you, you've been enlisted in the longest out of all of us. In his eyes, you're a piece of shit. I mean, I've dealt with all the plenty of ward rooms that have held that throughout the years, held that opinion. I have I too, but yeah, not but to be this that overt blatant. about it. Yeah, blatant and overt, and putting it down on paper, saying it is one thing. Like you're just talking out of your ass to somebody like and XO who hated the E7 mess on my la- on my one of my last ships before I joined the UNAS. And he even said it during the check-in process to me. I was in E5 at the time. What? He asked me how I felt about the E7 mess, and I said I fully believe that a good E7 mess can make a ship run well. And then he said, well, to be honest, I don't I don't like the Chief's mess. And I was about to say that, too, like going back to my Navy roots, yeah. Chief's mess. I don't like the Chief's mess. Um, I don't think I need them. And I tell you, the I liked him as an XO or a CO, but I didn't like him as an XO. The morale on that ship was very horrible. So to kind of wrap this all up, that same XO that hated the old Navy chief mess and didn't think they were very good to show you the similarities between him and that guy, that um, the UNAS officer, they both were prior enlisted. This XO happened to only make it to E5 before he went officer. So somewhere around in there, he just hated his chief, moved up to officer, and did not like the entire mess. Funny that Brian enlisted going officer, now he's looking down on those enlisted. I'm not saying that's the norm, because it's not. Because I've ran into several prior enlisted officers that know how hard the enlisted ranks work and appreciate it. Yeah, but this is the downside, and this goes for anybody doing anything, but those good people affected you and only you know about it. This bad apple of the bunch is spoiling the whole bushel, and now everybody knows it. Like, his name will be infamous for the next who knows how long. Yeah. And then... He's going to be the staple of what we make fun of in officers in the UNAS for the immediate future. Especially because, now, if I'm not mistaken, by what you're describing, is he was doing that preemptively before ever showing up, right? Yeah, basically it was in preparation of, like he was trying to get it to where he didn't even have to move in. And one of the things that was in the letter was, I've talked to a couple officers at my command that are getting ready to move out of enlisted housing into townhomes, so I think I should just move into one of those instead of letting them move out. <laughs> Let me circumvent those guys with <laughs> Not only am I better than all the enlisted people in the UNAS, I'm better than my fellow UNAS officers. Yeah, even though they have he has 10 a PhD. Year. So <laughs> I wonder if he's even going to continue to transfer out there. Save well, that's what I'm saying. Himself. He got articled out, I believe. I think he's getting kicked out. Dang. Or asked to resign. I wonder how many years he has in if he's prior enlisted. Don't know. Obviously, he wasn't prior enlisted enough. So I don't know. I don't know. He's not deviant enough. Yeah. He wants more <laughs> deviants. He didn't have enough deviantness under his belt. What a douchebag. I say we stop talking about it. We'll just end on the note that we can all agree that he's a douchebag. Don't know him. No. But he sucks as a human. As a human, yes. Mm. 
anyways, um, so we should watch that 90 day fiance stuff because I want to know about this big egg guy. Wasn't 90 day fiance or no, never mind. Wasn't there a game show? Well, no, I thought it was 90 days where they had to get to know each other, but they couldn't see each other. Or maybe that was only like 30 days or whatever. But they basically talked to each other through a wall. Hmm. But they were all secluded in that like a cubicle. That might have been how it started. I don't know. Mm. So how did the TV show find them? Basically, I, I guess they did some type of like casting call type thing. Like, if you're in this type of situation, let us know. And they funded the entire trip, the everything, for them to be able to document the 90 days. Huh. So okay. she was in it for the paycheck anyway. She waited till day Sounds 80 like something. Sounds like he was in it for the paycheck, and he got her to join because if they're doing a casting call, they probably did it in California. Is this dude from California? The best part about it to me is that Big Ed is trying to capitalize on his meanness from the show Ooh. and now has started a YouTube channel where he does mukbangs. You what? Know what that is? No. Yeah. Mukbang? It is like the worst thing in the world. What is probably the dumbest thing that you could think of somebody recording themselves doing? Two on girls, one YouTube. Cup. The dumbest. The dumbest thing that somebody could record by themselves of them doing and upload it to YouTube. What is the biggest waste of time you can think of? I I don't even know because I've seen so much online Mm -hmm. that, yeah, like... Guaranteed you've seen these videos. Not purposely, but you've at least heard of them. It's literally buying as much food as humanly possible and just eating on camera and like disgusting like like ASMR stuff your, not exactly like they're just shoving their faces full of food as much as they can possibly eat and just talking oh yeah like and a, like like he, a vlog like, disgusting eating like a horse at a trough both and he's talking because I've seen like is he talking about the food talking about not like like this dude like uh, the mukbang channels have become like a, a meme in their own where people make fun of them with videos right mm. This guy was trying so hard that, like, he was eating ribs or something. And he purposely, like, rubbed a rib, like, all across, like, his face and, like, his four chins on the way down. And was like, oh, it's so messy. Maybe that's what I've seen. Because I've seen one where they, like, lather themselves up in mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) kind of porn are you watching? (laughs) I don't even know. I can safely say that I've never searched that category. Well, I'll tell you what. If I was to search it, it would be whipped potatoes. So <laughs> One person has potatoes in their mouth. The other person has gravy in another place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, make make the mashed up. potatoes and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? Mukbang? It's called mukbang. Man, I am behind. It is the, the weirdest, dumbest to... thing. I thought it was something made up for a long time. Until we were just scrolling random, like, recommended videos on YouTube. And I saw one. And I was like, what the fuck? I've heard this. What is Wait, this? Wait, but your recommended videos are based on algorithms <laughs> and prior searches. So yeah, what but, got you there? You, you know how, like, sometimes there's, like... I actually had a theory on this for a long time before YouTube came out and it actually confirmed it. So your recommendeds are based off of the hashtags that are under the videos that you watch. And we watch everything on, like, the Fire Stick at home, right? So you don't even see the hashtags. Um, but people will put 
hashtags that have absolutely nothing to do with what you're watching oh, on yeah. there to try to get more people. More people to look at. So if you've ever looked at your recommended and you're like, why in the fuck is this thing popping up on here? It's probably because some video you watched, somebody had a random hashtag that has nothing to do with their video, but trying to pull in search results, which then in turn feeds the algorithm, tries mm. to push more things with that uh, hashtag to you. Because I get that every so often. I'll get something, I'm like, I have no clue mm. where this came from. You know or at least I mean? that's what you tell your wife. You're like, God, I thought God. I deleted that history. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that person has mashed potatoes in their mouth and this person has gravy. <laughs> I swear and that we, person I swear has corn. Whipped potatoes. <laughs> this is gross. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Because I'm both grossed out and hungry at the same time. That's an uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. Like, I want to eat, but I don't want to eat. And if I do eat, I'll feel gross about eating. What if we go up there and all they have for dinner is mashed potatoes and gravy? <laughs> <laughs> You get one plate, I'll get the other. I'll get and the we'll gravy, make it you get in the, the mashed potatoes. <laughs> you just, like, high-five the two plates together? You know, if you do it fast enough, that might actually work. That's what I'm saying. I want to try it. Fuck it. Let's get out of here. All right. Later, y'all. Later. Well, are you coming with us? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> Is there corn? Oh. God. Gross. As always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please go and rate a review. It really does help the show out. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at UNAS Midwatch Podcast or Twitter at UNAS Midwatch. Leave us a message or a word that Drew has to look up. CMG Doom, played by Robert Williams. Fully Petty Soldier, Chris Pike, played by Christopher Sharp. Second Sergeant, Drew Scrolls, played by Andrew McJones. Second Sergeant, Neon Neon, played by... Chris Short. Logo created by Natasha Mangione. Music owned by James Clifford, created by Ian Host and Ride Free. Thank you for listening to UMass Midwife.